0: A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome to the Holocron Chronicles. This is episode twelve. My name is Mark, aka the Kinerdian and I am joined by my good buddy and favorite co-pilot in all the galaxy, Charlie Cardin. Charlie, how are you doing today? Ooh,
1: uh, co-pilot. I guess I gotta act all official now. I gotta put my shoes back on and uh, you know take my feet off the off the dashboard. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm doing good here on a on a Tuesday night. Mello went out. Uh, doing something that I get sucked into occasionally, which is playing a, a video game, but only of the Lego variety. <laughs> very <laughs> so,
0: occasional for you, but yes, I'm very to occasional. Hear.
1: Yeah, I had wrapped up uh, Lego Force Awakens most recently, and then I hopped back into playing Lego Marvel Two. So now I'm bopping around that world and collecting all the all the gold the,
0: the gold uh, bricks that I can collect. So
1: it's uh, it's about my speed to play games like that
0: that's awesome i can't wait for the new lego game we might actually have a special video game episode when the the new lego star wars game comes out we can we can actually have like a a star wars video game topic podcast or something like that might have to call todd in as backup on that one but oh uh...
1: my goodness yeah he'll be he'll be like i played it for five minutes and i and i didn't like it i moved on there there, i just i I just gave you his input (laughs) perfect
0: perfect I, uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun, actually, to talk about uh, all the different Star Wars games throughout the years, because there, there have been some doozies. There have been actually one of the worst video games I've ever played, like not even licensed video games, like not even Star Wars. video Like just straight up, all encompassing, one of the worst video games I ever played was Yoda Stories for oh, no. the Game Boy Color. Oh, God. It got a two on uh, IGN one of the big you know for anyone listening that doesn't follow video games yeah. IGN's one of the biggest uh, review and news sites in the world and they gave this game a two and I thought that was being generous so and it was a,
1: it was a two out of 100 <laughs> it, a two,
0: two out of ten but uh, could it might as well have been out of 100 uh, it was it, oh, man. Yeah, it was... But uh, it, it, it It's so bad that it's one of those things that I'm happy that I have in my collection just because it's so terrible uh, that it, it's kind of like this sense of, like... I don't know anyone that owns this version. Apparently the PC version wasn't quite as terrible. But the, the Game Boy version specifically was just a hot-stealing pile of dog shit. And uh, and, and I, I happily own this thing. Uh, and... It was one of those things that, like, you know when anytime you're looking for something else, that thing is there? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we all have one of those things that it's like you just can't get rid of it. It's just like it. it you can be looking for anything else. And it's just like, oh, here's the, the, the stupid game cart for Yoda stories just staring you in the face. But the second you're like, I have that game. Right, let me dig that out. It's gone. Uh, it, it is one of those mystery kind of objects in my life.
1: It, was that, anyway. way for, it <laughs> was that way for me, just to, just as a quick uh, bookend to that, when I was uh, guesting on my partner Rich's uh, podcast, Great Disturbances, and uh, I was showing him and his partner Paul, they wanted to do a send-up of the family guy, Star oh. Wars.
0: Blue and I
1: was like, oh, I've had that on disc for decades. I'll just go check that out. Nowhere to be found.
0: Don't know <laughs> if I sold
1: it. My son made off with it a long time ago and never returned it. So I'm just like, but I hadn't watched it in forever because – those things kind of suck, and plus discs are discs really blow, so I just don't touch them. But now it's not like, oh, I didn't want to dig through Hulu and find them. I just want to sit down and watch it. So I went and spent the money and got it digitally, so the bastards got me again. Damn you, Disney Fox, Fox Disney.
0: So uh, are those, are they on uh, Disney Plus now? Because, I mean, uh, Disney, no, Fox, I, I think, there, I, there are some specials.
1: I think they, they're weird, but they're kind of lumped in with okay. regular season, so you gotta know that, oh, the beginning of season 11 had the Blue Harvest and the beginning of mm-hmm. season, gotcha. or in the middle of season 14 had the Something Something dark side one, so so I just went and spent the money, you know, un- unlike Todd, uh, I love slagging him here because I know you guys slag me over on co-op. Unlike Todd, I sometimes feed the beast, I pay money for things instead of just skirting around and doing digital services. Like, if it's a movie I'm gonna watch, maybe I'll just buy it and therefore I'm contributing to the economy uh, of I, the entertainment industry. You know, so, uh, yeah, so every once in a while I will buy something, even though, you know, I'll buy a comic. He's like, well, you could just get that on streaming or, or the, get that <laughs> on uh, DC in, in Infinite or whatever. Yes, I know, but I also like the convenience of simply having it at a single volume. I own it. Mm-hmm. I always find it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so far off of Inside Baseball, um, we are here that talking okay. about, what are, what are we here talking about? There's something major going on.
0: Well, there, there is something major, but you know what? I just realized this is our first episode since May the 4th. We should have probably had a special episode to celebrate May the 4th be with you. Uh, or even, you know, Revenge of the 5th or something like that. But since this is our first one, did you do anything special to celebrate Star Wars Day this year?
1: Jeez, uh, that was that was last week, Tuesday? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we did the obligatory... Well, the, the first episode of this program was on that we're going to talk about. And I think... We had intentions to watch Rogue one but it didn't end up happening so you know shame on me. I was okay. like I should start I should start watching the Mandalorian again because I'd like to you know sneak in a viewing of that here and there. Um, but no, I didn't I was kind of naughty and, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go out to GameStop because they're supposed to have some stuff or whatever and that didn't come to pass so I guess I, I loved it in my heart. Uh, of course, the, 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 the good folks over at Bitmulgy had uh, special Star Wars Bitmulgy that day. So I sent out a bunch mm-hmm. of those. And, you know, I did my regular, you know, admin work for uh, for our Secret Friends Unite uh, pages that I was out sharing news and stuff and being interactive. So I guess I didn't do anything radically different.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's, that's pretty cool uh, still. We, we ended up watching The Force Awakens, which kind of spilled over into the fifth because, you know, tiredness and all that kind of stuff um what did you think of some of the new stuff that they they announced specifically uh, there was a lot of exciting news around lightsabers uh, so if you're someone like me who loves lightsabers, and I think we're going to be talking about lightsabers in a in a few episodes with a guest, we'll we'll get we'll get to that when we get to that. But for now, uh, we saw a couple of legacy sabers from Galaxy's Edge from the Star Wars uh, Disney shops. Which was uh, the first one was was Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the cloth that they were buried in uh, really? at the end of the uh, yeah the end of the new uh, the the sequel trilogy. Um, and it came in this amazing box that, like, it was I think numbered out of three thousand, so very limited uh, edition. And uh, those were absolutely beautiful. Uh, they just announced it wasn't quite May the Fourth. I think this was today or yesterday. Uh, a replica of Rey's lightsaber at the end of Rise oh, of Skywalker. Oh, the,
1: the new, the new yellow one with the, the new one,
0: the staff blade. Yeah, that's hot. Yes, uh, very, very cool looking. I've already seen some modifications that take. Uh, like their rancor tooth that's on the bottom of my custom-made lightsaber and Ooh. stick that on the bottom of rays so very cool stuff there but also they teased a functioning extending lightsaber have you seen this tease like i, I, think I shared I, it in the group
1: i i have for that yeah that's ugh, it's a, we just get closer and closer
0: that's crazy. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I can't wait to see how these things actually work because I have seen kind of the patents that Disney has for this thing and it's basically uh if if you want to I you know an, an idea in your head it would be a, a mechanized uh think of two um tape measures that would extend on their own outward. So, but that's kind of how they roll up. Uh, and then they extend and there's a light strip in between them and they somehow kind of connect to one another kind of like zipper together or something like that. So that's what extends. Now, my issue is anyone who's taken uh, a tape measure out, you'd know that after a you know, few inches, that thing gets a little floppy. That sounded way worse than I meant it to. Uh, but you know what I mean? You know, It's, it's not structurally... As sound as as like a you know a tube kind of lightsaber would be. So I'm wondering if these are going to be just for show in Disney World, or if you can actually eventually buy these things.
1: You know, anything with Disney, you're going to have a chance to buy them because <laughs> they, they they enjoy <laughs> they enjoy your money. They they enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, so yeah, so no no doubt about it. So yeah, good stuff. As a cosplayer, uh, I I stick pretty strict to character-specific things, uh, so I don't do a lot of these role-play items that are, that are quite so crazy. My, my latest purchase was an X-Wing helmet to go with my original character, who happens to be uh, a high-ranking Rebel pilot, in uh, my next cosplay purchase will probably be uh, a flight suit to go with it. I'm a little back and forth on the traditional orange one, which I'd never been nuts about, uh, to possibly doing uh, getting a TIE Fighter one in black, which I like, and then just getting the chest box and everything that would go with an X-Wing outfit. So a little on the fence about that. My character does have his you know, day-to-day clothes, but he doesn't have a flight suit. But now that I have uh, the helmet, it really kind of necessitates getting the rest of the look. So
0: anyway... Ah, uh, the uh, the flight suit orange. I'm actually looking at my new watch strap that I I ordered as well on May the 4th. I, I got two watch straps for uh, for my Apple Watch, uh, one for the Rebels and then another Darth Vader one. And I'm very happy with them. But uh, this this orange really stands out. I, I kind of love it. Anyway, let's let's uh, get back. But I do want to hear if anyone has any fun stuff they did for May the 4th. Let us know on Twitter at SecretFriendsU. Uh, or, or you know, tweet directly at me, the underscore Canardian. I'd love to know what people do for May the Fourth. I know we're a little bit late, but uh, still, let us know what kind of fun Star Wars stuff you're into. Uh, but right now, let's get into some canon stuff. Yes. The Bad Batch is officially out. We've got two episodes up so far. We're going to be going down and running through each of these episodes as they come out every two weeks. Uh, we'll catch you up right here. But uh, let's let's dive right in. What did you think? Of episode one aftermath
1: well i you know it's funny the bad batch was the part of that final uh disney plus produced season that we got just about a year ago uh they just didn't grab me i was like oh boy more clones oh and they're a little different or whatever and i'm just like, eh, okay fine uh you know and, and i i kind of like i couldn't even tell you what happened in that story arc no clue whatsoever because it was there were three arcs of the season there was that there was a catching up with Ahsoka and the two smuggler sisters, which I was like, whatever. And then there was that that series ending arc that you and I and my former partner uh, Alex broke down several episodes back on this show, which is just phenomenal. Uh, so the Bad Batch, they were on my radar, but they weren't, you know, so grievously all over my radar. Um, right. So, we, you know, obviously there was uh, enough interest generated or, you know, Disney wanted to roll the dice. They thought, well, this is something that's cool and unique. Uh, we're gonna make a series out of it, so they did that just with this. So yeah, we had part, uh, you know, episode one aftermath, the seventy-five minute episode, and I'm like, wow, seventy-five minutes is that's a that's a long time for a show, mm-hmm. and again, you know, for for an animated program, a mini movie. Yeah, exactly, and then you know, and again with with airing on a streaming service, there's no commercials or anything like that. So, it was 75 minutes of programming. But again, if it was you know, ad aired in the old broadcast, it would be you know, 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, this uh, I, I was I was juiced right from the beginning because uh, we get uh, you know the old Clone Wars introduction with the guy said, "Oh, clones, blah 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 blah," you know, and that that voiceover voice, and we drop right to a planet. Where we see, you know, Jedi Master Jedi Master uh, Dipa Balaba, I'm like, oh my god, I know what's going (laughs) to happen now. And then, yeah, jumping out of uh, the mist while uh, Master Balaba is fighting is her young uh, Padawan Caleb Dune, who is of course Kanan Jarrus from Rebels, which is a, a show that we love very much. I probably watched that show maybe two or three times through. I really enjoyed it very, very much because again, the rebellion. And that time period is my sweet spot. I love the Rebel Alliance stuff. That is in Star Wars. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to see this. But yeah, this was you know contemporaneous with uh, obviously you know Palpy's uh, Palpy's journey really beginning uh, in Episode Three. And then you know you, you picture it happening at the same time. The big you uh, it always makes you wonder. You know when Palpy was sending out the Order sixty six, couldn't he just have dropped it? He was doing it like clone by clone. You know, he he was having that personal touch. Commander Cody, execute uh, Order 66. Commander Bly executes Order 66. Commander Fox, it's like he was just going down the line. He could have been making these calls for years. Uh, So uh, maybe he just picked, you know, the top guys for dramatic effect. But, uh, yeah, these clones got the order, and, you know, they quickly turned uh, on – and Master Balaba, while uh, Caleb was just out of range, uh, and our Bad Batch guys had shown up, and it becomes pretty obvious at this point that if they have the chip, it's not fully functional, maybe some of them don't have it at all, because these cats are really unique, um, you know, so it's not really affecting them, except for, is it Crosshairs? Crosshair, yeah. Yeah, the one little kind of wiry, slimy guy, he's yeah. a little bit more by the book, so, you um, You know, in the end, our, you know, uh, Caleb is looking to escape. Uh, Our main character, I'm going to start mixing up that. Who's the Rambo looking cat? Who's the lead dude? Hunter Hunter lets him go, but does it in such a way that he lies about it. Uh, But Crosshair's like, well, I really think you let him go. And that's not what good soldiers do. Good soldiers follow orders. So, you know, he's a rat. You know, and this is even before they get back uh, to Camino, which is home base, uh, which they get back to Camino. And who's waiting there for you? Tarkin, fucking Tarkin! You know shit is gonna get bad. This guy is bad news. Bad shit surrounds this dude, no matter what he does. Uh, and that, you know, and that's, uh, you know, he's there to let the comedians ones know, like, hey, dudes, gravy train's over. Uh, Emperor, Emperor's is not interested in this clone bullshit anymore. We're going to, uh, we're going to dump the clones. We're going to start using regular, uh, regular humans because, again everything about the empire is very human centric they're the they're the republican party uh, of, of the galaxy you know what i mean uh, being very exclusionary so yeah the, the clones are kind of on a short final so he's there to evaluate and start to find ways to kind of phase them out
0: yeah yeah it's uh, and i i did love the good soldiers follow orders line um cuz that was that was a, a again one of those callbacks to the clone wars the the proper you know clone wars show uh which i think that was tup maybe who said that uh, the fir- maybe the first one but uh, there's there were a few instances of that uh, of, of clones fighting that or following that uh, to to mixed to to i guess mixed results so uh crosshair bringing back that line you kind of knew shit was going to go down even without Tarkin showing up but then before you really had a chance to process what was happening with uh clone force 99 yeah you do you get this uh, you know they're back on camino and and shit's about to go down with Tarkin so yeah holy crap what a what an episode starter and uh, yeah. it just I, I just loved it straight through there. So, you, yeah, you get Tarkin, he's he's assessing things. Um, you know, the, they get in a little food fight, and Tarkin decides, you know what, I'm going to test these guys. Right. T- t- yeah, test them. yeah, so sets
1: them up uh, in kind of a, a battle royale that could essentially be a way to take them out altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was right around this point that we get introduced to who ends up being spoiler alert, the, fi- the real fifth member of the squad, because we find out that crosshairs is a rat but that's Omega, or I love how she says her name Omega because she's got that Kiwi accent, which I just yeah. think is so adorable. Uh, I'm Omega. It reminds me of watching <laughs> flight, <laughs> flight, reminds me of watching flight of the concords on HBO, which is a show I
0: love. Yes.
1: Um, but no, she's, she's delightful. Um, in some ways, I think I was talking. I was either talking to the actor, or I was talking to our friend John, who was saying, "Oh, she's the kid who's going to get into trouble that the other four of them have to rescue." Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's a trope, <laughs> uh, you know. But it's it's kind of an unavoidable trope um, because if this show, I mean, you know, for, for, for Hooker by Crook, you know, you, you've got to, you know, there, there's an element to to any show that helps the the viewer reflect back on their own humanity when it's science fiction. In Star Trek, uh, you have Spock in the original series. You have Data in TNG, Odo in DS9, the Doctor in Voyager, you know, so on and so forth. So your non-human character or your your, your character who's separate enough from the rest of the cast to simply look at what they're doing and say, hmm, well, here it is from my perspective. I'm, I, You know, the way I see things, the way I do things is very different. Um, so I am a conduit for the audience to really understand the inner workings of this core group of characters. Um, so, you know, that being said, that, that kind of led it, I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse, but that's kind of what, what led us into the, the second episode that we're going to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. What I keep in mind with, with this kind of stuff, one, uh, George Lucas and Dave Filoni have both said numerous times at star Wars, is is for kids, right? Like, I mean, they they want it to be enjoyed by a wide age age range, but at the heart of it, it's it's you know something to entertain kids, and and especially I think the animated stuff, uh, like Batman the animated series, they do cover some topics and, and tones that are very serious and incredibly well done as we saw in the last few episodes of, of clone wars and in, in rebels and, and whatever. Um, but it always, the for me anyway, I always keep that in mind that like, yeah, there's going to be something in here that appeals to kids. And, and you're right on with, with putting you in the shoes of this young clone who is, I've been reading a lot of stuff, actually, and I want to get your opinion on this, maybe uh, if, if you have anything to, to weigh in on. But a lot of stuff that I've been reading online is saying this is the first transgender character in Star Wars. Uh, not technically transgender in the way that we think about it on Earth, but because uh, Omega is a clone, uh, seemingly a clone just like the rest of the clones who are all male, but Omega right. is female. uh, If she's a female clone based on a male host, that would be, you know, how, what, what changes with her, uh, you know, to, to fit her into the, the other clone force 99, where they all have some sort of change, uh, within, within their DNA that makes them, you know, not a standard clone, um, so that seems to be hers, and and I I love it with with, with everything that came out with uh, Gina Carano and all that kind of uh, stuff. Right? Even oh, you're absolutely is, right. Even if this is not a a transgender character as as we would think of you know on Earth or in traditional media, uh, I think this is this is kind of cool for representation of a, a character who, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, every other. Clone is is male and and then here we have Omega being uh being absolutely adorable and female and uh and just gonna you know kind of gunning along with the rest of them but also obviously not uh not rapidly aging right uh seems to be aging you know similar to the way uh Boba is so there's there's a few differences with with right. Omega and and I'm I'm loving the character so far but I I do think like to to get back to my point um, I you know I I do think that she's kind of that one uh jumping on point for kids and two similar to uh how we saw in in Mando like Grogu and and Mando kind of you know you, you get the grizzled hunter war person uh warrior uh and and you know you, you get Grogu kind of bringing out that friendly fatherly side. Uh, And I think we, you know, we again kind of skipping a little forward, but we started to see that in episode two, uh, that, that, you know, she, she's going to be that for the rest of these clones. So, um, uh, interesting character.
1: Yeah. And again, you know, that does definitely speak to, you know, what I had referenced about, you know, having that non non non-human or non-standard character, the transgendered aspect of it. It's true. It's almost a little bit more of a gender bend. Like you look at, you know, oh, you know, in the Battlestar Galactica, which I know you don't know, but I keep bringing it up. In the, the old series from the 70s, there was a character, Starbuck, played by Dirk Benedict, who later went on to be on a, on the team most famously. It's kind of what he's known the most for. But uh, in the 2003 to 2004 launch of it, the character was changed uh, to be female, uh, and you know, and, and certainly, like every character in that series, uh, came to take on a much harder edge. Um, but they started out really making that character, oh, you know, she has some traits of the original character, but really quickly spun out and, and turned out to be something completely different on their own. So the question then is, then begged is like, well, is Omega... Uh, Than just a spin on a, a FET archetype clone, uh, but is she going to again? What, what's you know what's her special you know gift? What's her mm-hmm. you know quirk, a, as it were? As they'd say in My Hero Academia, which my my friend's kid loves that show. So that's their powers, their quirk. I think
0: is what mm-hmm. they call it with
1: those characters.
0: It, um, it's really leaning to me, anyway. I'm thinking that that she's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there's some other DNA that they mixed in some other kind of something in there. Cause she's, she's done a couple of things where she'll, she'll touch someone on the shoulder and say, I know how you're feeling, or I can kind of sense what you're doing or I can, you know, or she, she's looked at something and and waited for the timing and it's, it's bringing back real Anakin vibes or Ray vibes where she's so good. She doesn't really realize what she's doing, you know, like Anakin racing the, the, Um, the pod racers, you know, like it's, it's the, the reaction, like they're already in tune to the force. They just don't know that that's what it is, you know? So there's been a few things that, that have kind of reminded me of that, which I'm, I'm so excited about this character. (laughs) If you can't tell already. No, no,
1: I I, I hear you. And, And I appreciate the perspective because yeah, when I got to episode two, it was just, you're very much, Standard issue, hey, we got away, but we need to call on some old friends so they can help us do this thing or that thing. And oh, the kid's going to be trouble, so we're going to leave her behind. I, it, it was, it was, it felt almost beat for beat. Uh, the episode, like the a- episode in season one of Mandalorian, where we introduced to Kara Dune's character uh, yeah. that I'm on a backwater planet. Uh, blah, 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 the local villagers, yada, yada. I'm going to pawn the kid off on them. And then I end up having to change my mind for this or that or whatever. And, you know, again, the episode itself is a trope. But it's necessary in some ways, you know, it's necessary to kind of move the ball forward. You know, Mm -hmm. it's you know, we need to have this transitional episode where that that relationship, that early relationship between Hunter and the rest of the gang and Omega is tested and it's defined. And like you said, little peaks of. Well, how did she do this thing and how did she, you know, and she had to find out things like when she walks out of the ship and she sees sunlight for the first time or mm-hmm. she drops down to her knees and, and rubs her hand in the dirt or takes a deep breath as the, the sunlight touches her face. That's something, you know, that is, uh, I think, immediately helps to find it. Here is a true fish out of water, no pun intended. Uh, you know, a stranger in a strange land, you know, and she's playing with the other kids, but she doesn't understand that if she gets too close to the Neku, it's gonna eat her, you know, because she has she has no experience in anything outside of the domed world that is Camino. Um so yes, it's going to be, you know, kind of not only a journey of discovery for Omega and simply the ways of the galaxy or just, the you know, kind of putting on, you know, your boot, you know, your pants one leg at a time and what it means to be in the world outside. But also, like you said, things that could be deeper uh, within what her quirk truly is. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I lament episode two. It was, it, it was, it was very perfunctory for me. It was very by the <laughs> numbers, but like you said, Uh, it's, it's kind of like a a pizza, even if it's bad, it's still pretty good. You know, it's still, it's still, you know, and that's not to try to leave any sexual allegory out of it, but, uh, it did still in my regard, move the ball forward. So I think, I think that was a good, I think that
0: was a good thing. So, yeah, so that was, you know, that was episode two. What do you think of episode one? I think before we, we kind of wrap up and move on, um, Episode one uh, as a whole, I mean, it, it finished. We saw, um, like you said, we saw that uh, the, the big fight where they they fought the uh, the drones or whatever, I guess, the droids. Yeah. Um, then they, you know, Tarkin said, OK, you let's l- use live fire uh, mm-hmm. again. They had to escape uh, crosshair. They kind of took him and and uh, augmented or enhanced his inhibitor chip. Now he's the bad guy. Right. Uh, What, what did you think of that episode overall?
1: Oh, I mean, I I thought it was a great way to kick things off. You know, it, without a doubt, uh, set the tone that, you know, times are changing. Uh, and we, you know, we're, we're not the drones. We, We were created, you know, why fit in when you were meant to stand out. It's really the ultimate, underlier of all of this you know what I mean yeah. uh, and, and they were they were crafted uh, as that in the in the wartime because that really benefited their you know slave masters as it were the people who controlled mm-hmm. the clones uh, because benefited that but in the uh, post- Republic new uh, enterprise uh, Imperial era uh, where conformity is king these guys are not going to fit in and even Tarkin figured that out really quite a way which is why he wants to rub them out um, but they are, you know, they're, they're too much of a product of their own environment. Uh, they're too, too attuned to their own special quirks or powers as it were, uh, that they're going to break out. Um, but the question is where are they going and why, and what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's what I think is, is what this first season, this is, this is 10 episodes, I assume, cause that's pretty standard 10 episode season of something like this. Is that what we've got to
0: look forward to? I think so, but they're, something's telling me there might be more so i'd, I'd have to look that up okay but yeah we, i i know what you mean like with if if it's 10 episodes even if it's 12 or 16 episodes having what feels right now like a filler episode is a little jarring especially as right. the second episode uh we were talking a little bit earlier this morning um and i i mentioned something like you know i I trust Dave Filoni and he's show running this. So I, he, he doesn't lately, especially, I mean, you know, there, there were obviously episodes of clone wars that were filler episodes, but I find lately he's, he's pretty good at everything having a purpose. And even some of the episodes of Mandalorian that, we might not have been big fans of or, you know, as we're watching them, we're like, ah, oh, this feels like a filler episode. There's always something in those episodes right? that is, you know, called back to later on. So I'm guessing by episode five, six, or even by the final episode of this series or this season, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to look back at this episode and go, oh, I get it. Okay. That's why Cut and his family were in here. That's why this happened. That's why that happened. I get where episode two fits in at the time feels a little fillery, but I'm hoping, and again, this is, this might be just stupid blind trust, but I'm hoping that, that this laid a whole bunch of pieces that we don't even know what kind of puzzle we're looking at yet. So we can't identify the pieces of that puzzle.
1: Right, right, right. If that makes so it's, g- it's going to require that uh, that putting it together the 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 very nature of the the story arc uh, of, of really what television viewing is like these days. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a 10 hour movie. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. the first season of star Trek Picard, where it's not like you're going to jump in on episode five and be like, yeah, you know, it's planet of the week or whatever. It's (laughs) the story, the story has been going on and, and these are the bits and, you know, that's just, that's really what storytelling has become. So, um, so yeah, uh, off to a dynamite start with number one but again, like you said if there were if there were little Easter eggs and bits and pieces uh, to be chosen uh, in episode two that while it did feel a little uh, a little drawn out there could be something you know that lays underneath as we get into episodes three and four and and all that stuff but of course we faithful listener, however many of you there are, uh, we will be here to tell you about that uh, on a in a, a bi-weekly Wednesday basis We will be here
0: so what do you think before we move on to the other stuff? What do you think happens next? Where do you think this episode or this 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 arc is going?
1: Well, you know, and again, I I, I am challenged from right now. It seems like they are truly on the run, but I I I almost really don't know. What's their goal? Where are they going? What are they gonna do? When they get there, are you know, are they, uh, you know, at the periphery of, uh, you know, are they going to find their way into the hands of of the, the earliest of the rebellion? So, of you know, of Mon Mothma, of Chandrila, of uh, Bail Organa, uh, of Alderaan, and you know that whole gang, uh, are they going to be a vital piece of that? We already know that Rex eventually finds his way, uh, it, you know, into the regular rebel forces because mm-hmm. uh, he was retconned into Return of the Jedi as you know the guy with the with the big fuzzy beard that you see. And Endor as part of Han's team as Grandpa, I believe he was called. Uh, right. So th- there are definitely are clones in the rebellion going 20 years forward from this point. So you know, clones do live. You know, it was Wolf and Gregor uh, that we saw mm-hmm. uh, very interactively in the Rebels TV series. Um, so yeah, there are there are clones out there that cut their chip out or their chip malfunctioned or whatever it is that are that are out there fighting the good fight. Um, and we don't even have true stormtroopers yet. Cause it's just, we're, you know, we're days and weeks after the dawn mm-hmm. of, of the Imperial era. So yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of unfolding. Um, I, I think it would not be at all reasonable to see our buddy Anakin at some point or mm-hmm. the, or the inquisitors at some point. Uh, it, you know, if our, if our, uh, if our gang starts to cause some trouble. So anyway, I'm on board. Um, And again, just to throw Todd all the way under the bus, he hates the Clone Wars. He's not enthusiastic about these series. Well, why can't we do something different or whatever it is? But the thing is, when when people like you and I, uh, you know, talking about Star Wars or myself and, and Rich and Aaron over on Code 47 talking about Star Trek, world building does necessitate turning over rocks and looking for different things. And why did this happen? And th- this can still be interesting, even though, and again, your stakes are somewhat limited. Like, well, oh, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to go on a, an assassination mission to kill the emperor and they're going to be successful. Well, we know that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but, there are different stories to be told within the realm of these characters and what kind of difference did they make what kind of you know it's like what kind of difference did the the, the rebels uh, on rogue one make you know they were you knew what their ultimate end game was but you didn't know at the end of it that they were all going to die um, Because right. even, even that wasn't decided um, it, until the film was finally cut together because different endings were shot to that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was genuinely surprised by that in the theater. I'm like, they just fucking killed all of them. They're not they're <laughs> really not dicking about this is, you know, this is what war is really about. So mm-hmm. so I'm excited. I, I get the feeling that there's a good chance that we won't, you know, see all of our characters to the end living. Um, but yeah. uh, but I, I'll be interested to kind of see the journey.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is going to be another student in Luke's eventually doomed school, right? Like is this How, is right. this uh Grogu's next classmate? If if I'm right and if if Omega is showing some force sensitivity, is that kind of the final goal of, you know, is it kind of the the other side of like of Mandalorian of of the, here's another group of people that are trying to get this enhanced uh special youngling uh right. to to someone who actually knows what the hell's going on so i'm I'm really curious to see where this goes and uh definitely definitely happy to be along for the ride so we'll see where it goes and like you said we'll be we'll be updating things here as it goes so hopefully you'll uh, you'll listen along with us uh let's turn right now to the rest of the canon update and this is going to be kind of the short version we're not going to dive into things like we usually do uh, and th- I think this is gonna going to be the way forward, at least until Clone Wars uh, or, or sorry, The Bad Batch is over. Uh, I think this is going to be how we're d- doing these canon updates. Let us know if you like this, or maybe we should extend the time of the shows. Uh, sure. If. You know, if people reach out and say, like, "Hey, no, I, I like the way you used to do it," um, but basically, right now, we're going to be picking some very important things that we think happened in Star Wars canon or or around Star Wars. Uh, we talked about a couple of the lightsaber things, but uh, there's some other stuff that went on through April 2021. Uh, Charlie, do you want to grab the first one?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we've been hearing um, we've been hearing for a while about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Uh, being filmed and again, they're. There were smatterings of, of this and that. Uh, there was, you know, a, a a loose cast photo of a field somewhere, in, in England, where they were building a little town uh, for this to take place in. But the word is, is that in April, cameras really started uh, rolling, and this is very significant. We're now 15, more than 15 years past the end of the prequel trilogy uh, with Episode Three, uh, which gave us the last performance of you know Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. But he will be the center of the series, and then it was all, also verified uh, that. Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Darth Vader, which again, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of, you know, who cares if he's in the armor, but by Hayden Christensen being a part of it, it's almost to suggest that uh, potentially, you know, whether it's within a Force vision or some kind of flashback, that he will be portraying uh, Anakin Skywalker as the non-Crispy version uh, that we'll see seeing him in kind of uh, the way he is. So, yeah, this is set to take place uh, 10 years after uh, we last see Obi-Wan, so he is uh, on... Uh, Tatooine looking over Luke, he's looking kind of haggard and ragged, and so that part of it really fits with the time that's gone by, so uh, yeah, sounds like this is being filmed in England, Uh, they're building some sets, and they're getting things rolling, so um yeah, so let's see here. Yeah, let's see. On March 29. so this is actually March twenty nine, not April, uh was mentioned that uh actors such as Moses Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Uncle Owen, uh Bonnie Pies, who is uh yeah, Baru, uh Camille Nanjiani, who is a wonderful talent I love. He's a stand-up uh, comedian. O'Shea Jackson Jr., son of Ice Cube, uh part of the cast. Uh and I'm just this is just me. Uh, kind of running off names that, that I know there are others listed here, but those are the ones that pop out at me, but does verify that this is filming. So with this filming now, I, I'm assuming that we will see it in probably a year, maybe mm-hmm. a ha- year and a half's time, just based on how long uh, production really does take for something of this scope. So very interesting. And again, it's a prequel. It's a sequel to a prequel. Uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of make it that as you will, but it's not just going to be Obi-Wan hanging out you know, watching Luke through his macro binoculars uh, in the distance, you know, he's going to be getting into some action. So that's going to be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I've heard some rumors that there's uh, maybe inquisitors, inquisitors, in this, So Ooh. it won't be just Hayden Christensen. It could be he and his lackeys coming after them. Right. And I'm hoping some flashback stuff, like you said, right. that it's not just uh Hayden in a mask or whatever. So right, uh, right. very, very curious to hear more about what direction they're going with this show. But uh right. definitely can't wait to see it And like you said, hopefully a year, year and a half. Right. The quicker the better. I can't wait.
1: Yes, get, uh, it. get it in there.
0: The uh, the next thing we we did kind of we we talked about Disney Plus earlier on, but now there's a few Legends series. Yeah, at Disney they Plus. Are, so, uh, they are
1: just scooping it up and spitting it out. So yeah, uh, anything non-canon. Animated that they've produced, animated and live action, really, really for the small screen uh, mm-hmm. that they produce, they seem to just drop it in a big old shotgun blast. So yeah, <laughs> uh, everything, everything from the animated portion of the Star Wars Holiday Special, which is a dirty word, uh, I can't believe that they took any piece of that uh, and released it. But it was an animated short that introduced Boba Fett, non canonically, but canonically in the old days, it was the first time he was seen. Uh, the Ewoks animated series, the I want to say caravan of garbage because you and I. <laughs> They're both such big <laughs> fans of uh
0: playing a broadcast. Every time yes, I see it, I'm planet. always like, yeah, I have to read it three it times because I'm always like caravan of garbage. No, courage. That's his courage. Okay. The, the bloody caravan of
1: garbage, mate. Uh, the, the Ewok Adventures, the, the Ewok, the Ewok's battle for Endor, and those are just absolute, absolute, absolute garbage. They're, they are correct about that. Uh, and then Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the uh the uh, Guinea uh three minute little micro shorts, which I, I still have. I'm looking at, I know I still have the dvds because i'm looking at them i can see them from across the room Mm -hmm. uh all of that dropped on disney plus so yeah uh you know disney you know striking while the iron is hot uh knowing that star wars on the small screen is very hot uh because of uh the season of clone wars they produced plus mando plus bad batch now being out they are all over it um and and dropping these things out so I know I want to watch these, but man, I have just not been motivated because I'm like, there's still, and again, to quote the quote, we complain again,
0: their still just no good.
1: <laughs> they have not gotten great. Well, uh,
0: was, I have to correct you there. Star Wars: The Clone Wars is okay. fantastic. Correct. Watch that. I've watched. Correct. I've watched uh, the first part of it. Uh, so these, like you, you, said they're three minute shorts, but in in this case they're actually combined so you're not like watching for three minutes waiting for some credits watching for three minutes waiting for some credits like it it's it's a much smoother kind of experience they've stitched some stuff together so the you know it is kind of a more cohesive collection and uh and and that is a fantastic series definitely give that one a watch but skip the rest
1: no, yeah, no doubt about it. And again, I remember the Clone Wars, uh, those those shorts when they came out, and it was this was almost. I, I think it was actually it was before, it was just prior to Episode Three coming out because it was out in oh three oh four, so it was definitely after Episode Two and mm-hmm. before Episode Five. So it was like the first thing we'd seen on on uh, television for Star Wars in a very very long time. And again. Everything Mm -hmm. besides that on this list came out basically in the 70s and the 80s, and it's garbage. So skip-a-roo, but but jump in and watch those. (laughs) So uh, finally, our one comic installment, and I did realize uh, that there were other comics last month, but I kind of picked this one out because, and Mark, I will let you tackle this because High Republic is your baby, but we had issue four of six uh, of the miniseries series. Which ended up being the big showdown. We have the, you know, uh, Jedi Master uh, Seeker. uh, I want to call him Seeker, but Skier, Skier. and uh, and the other Jedi's of the uh, Starlight uh, Station, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, facing down on this on this planet with the darkness. So tell us about it, please.
0: Yeah, so uh, so this picked up, like I said, uh, like you just said, uh, with the the gear the giant plant monster. Spoiler, if you haven't read the last episode or the the last issue, sorry, uh, that's what we're here for, anyway. Spoilers. So uh, yeah, so they're they're fighting this giant plant monster that's full of dark side energy, and has taken over Skier. Uh, but it, it it picks up there, but also cuts up to the. Uh, the hut ship as well uh, that, you know, the last time they found some, some, uh, a dead hut and a whole bunch of other destruction. So you get the team on the ground and the team up in space. Uh, so basically they're, they're, you know, hunting this, uh, this mystery basically. And it ends them in this deadly, uh, the deadly trap set by the Drengur. Uh They're, they're cut off from aid, the Keeve Trennis, uh, Avar Chris, and Seret are all going after Skier, saying what the hell happened. Uh, but the Dregir is controlling Skier. What's going to happen? Um, basically, yeah, it's it's this giant showdown. Uh, I thought this was so badass. You see, basically, you know um, how tough it is on uh, Avar, Chris, and Kiev basically to see skier like this. They don't want to fight him. They will if they have to. Um, but, but Keeve especially is like you know, trying to just bring him back to the light, trying to uh, say things that he said to her when she was a Padawan that, would hopefully snap him out and, and just kind of, I'm going to go full spoiler on this. So whatever, Please. Uh, if you don't, if you don't want to listen, skip ahead a few seconds um, or just, you know, bail. Cause this is the last thing I think we're <laughs> talk yeah, right. about. Uh, but uh, basically, you know, you think that it's over and then he comes right back and he's like, you know, just kind of says basically, yeah, I had to get, let this thing inside my head so I could get inside its head. And now we're going to kick its ass. So, uh, you see this go down and they all fire up their lightsabers. They're, they're ready to go. Um, skier is still connected to this thing, which is the scary part and the most badass part because every time it's hurt, he gets hurt, but he's still like, do what you have to do. We're taking this son of a bitch down. Uh, but while that's happening, like I said, they're up on the hut ship they're exploring things. They're looking at this dead hut, saying like, "What killed this thing?" And then it starts to move, and they're like, "Maybe it's not dead, Ugh. but it is actually dead." And another one of these giant plant monsters jumps out from that, and uh, you still, you know, you're seeing them fight that and try to contain it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then it cuts back down to the planet. They're they're thinking that they're de- you know have defeated the Drengir, and uh, then we see another hut. Armored ship come down and say, hey, this uh, this planet is now property of the Hut cartel. And that's basically where we finish off. Holy crap. I love this series. I don't think that's a mystery for anyone that's listened to even an episode of what we've done. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one?
1: I'd like it. You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that big, you know, piece of connective tissue that's, that's going to connect us. And again, I love, you know, it's so far away from what we've seen. Uh, that, uh, you know, we, it can tell an original story, but everything when it comes to world building has some kind of connectivity. It's what we were, you know, talking about, even about the bad batch and the the kind of slow moving episode too, is that there's something that's going to click that you're going to say, ah, that's where this, that that's where, you know, the darkness crept back in, you know, after, you know, the the Sith were defeated a thousand millennia ago, maybe this is how they started to find their way back in, you know, because of this thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited. I embrace, you know, seeing that kind of thing, uh, because I, again, I think it's uh, fascinating because the, um, uh, the, the whole of the Star Wars universe, if you watch that that uh, May the 4th Be With You uh, canon update from uh, the Star Wars Explained uh, podcast guy, or YouTube guy. Um, You know, it it covers, you know, 10,000 years, you know, in in fits and spurts, and really reinforces it. Again, I'm going to reference Battlestar Galactica, one of the key phrases that all of this has happened before and will happen again. So empires rise and fall, and it's the Sith and it's the Jedi, and it's the Sith and it's the Jedi. So... Right now, it's just the Jedi, the Sith are in hiding, you know, and mm. what? Wh- where's the, the wrinkle that brings them back, you know? Is this is this piece of it? I
0: think that's fascinating. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if, if this is where, and, and uh, you know, I think I speculated on this show before, I'm wondering if this kind of leads into the Acolyte, is this... You know, going to basically be the prequel to that show or movie or whatever that ends up being on Disney. I think that's going straight to Disney plus, right? Uh,
1: I ble- yeah a- anything would be
0: Yes, okay. A- so
1: anything would be. yes.
0: So I'm wondering if yeah, if if this is kind of a prequel to that or you know some some way tied into uh, to that series or whatever it ends up being. but uh, right now i'm just I'm just enjoying watching the jedi at kind of their peak and uh and just just be kind of badass peacekeepers throughout the galaxy and i love that they are getting a little bit more into jedi lore and uh showing how the jedi are perceived some see them as heroes others see them as pests some see them as you know a bit too just kind of militant and they have they're they're super powered so they're like the boys right like what are you going to do When you come up against these people that can basically do whatever they want and they have crazy laser swords that can cut through anything and mind powers that can throw you off a planet. Like how what are you going to do against these people? We're kind of lucky that most of them seem pretty nice, but like it's only going to take one bad apple to really mess up the galaxy and and are we going to see that by the end of this or is this just kind of a contained story that's like hey you know what let's let's peer through the looking glass see the jedi at their peak show a couple of stories with the the nihil and maybe a couple of monsters and then just say you know thanks for thanks for tuning in yeah (laughs) so i wonder where we're gonna go we'll
1: we'll see you next time exactly so but 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 that's really what keeps the hardcores engaged you know seeing that kind of stuff so i think that's uh I think it's good and exciting they've done well. Absolutely. So, well, cool. Well, that uh, that kind of takes us to the end of the line, if I'm not
0: mistaken. That's it.
1: Uh, yeah. So, friends, thank you as always uh, for joining us. We are a part of the uh, Rock Solid, bringing it right to your door. Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network, uh, comprised of this wonderful program talking about Star Wars every other week. Uh, on the opposing Wednesday, you have my friend Mark with. My friend Todd Extra talking about video games on co-op mode. Uh, Every Monday you can find myself and my pals Rich and Aaron talking about Star Trek over on Code 47. And then, of course, every Friday you have myself and Todd Extra uh, since 2014 talking about geek culture at large on the Secret Friends Unite Uh, podcast. You can find us over on Facebook. We've got a great, vibrant community uh, of geek discussion, so please come check us out. We're also over on Twitter, at Secret Friends U. Always looking to get a little bit more love uh, over on Twitter, so drop us a line, pose a question, let us know what you're thinking about any of the shows, uh, and we will talk about that on our programs. Uh, we've got a great store over on TeePublic. Uh, if you enjoy merch, uh, T-shirts, like the name says, uh, but also hoodies, stickers, uh, coffee tumblers, uh, wall art, notebooks, what have you, all kinds of great stuff uh, can be found there with all of your Secret Friends Unite uh, f- a logoed products uh, properties from your favorite shows. Uh, Proceeds do actually go to support the show and, and our efforts to kind of increase things that we do anything that's going to be left over it's going to find its way uh, to charity we are big supporters of the make a wish foundation uh, actually here in Michigan uh, because I had a son who passed away last year he was able to take a trip to Disney Disney World with his brother because of that wonderful organization so I'm very very closely attuned to them so by supporting us you can help support that organization as well so
0: I've done a lot uh, of work with them over the years too so definitely near and dear to my- my heart but not quite as as personal as your experience for sure
1: absolutely indeed so well again friends thank you again for joining us uh i'm going to tell you as always that sharing is caring and keep on trucking
0: may the force be with you rex play us out